Okay, before we start, just wanted to say that we're doing a live show. Yeah. Uh, it's on the 13th of June at the Pavilion in Reading uh, to celebrate our first birthday. Uh, we're going to be showing Who Framed Roger Rabbit and then having a yak about it afterwards. This we're information trying, all sounds correct. Trying to weave it into this sort of tuniverse and, you know, I th- I think cinematic it's be, universe that I think we've it's going to be easy. Well, it might be. Yeah, but, but I mean, the good thing is we're going to hopefully have a load of people sat in front of us, which is going to make to it even easier. Out. Yeah, so, for three quid as well. Yeah, it's three quid. Uh, it starts at seven o'clock on the 13th of June at the Pavilion in Reading. Come along, get involved. Uh, and also, like, it's it's going to be an hour show after a sort of two hour film. Yeah. So you only really stand to lose a quid if we're shit because... You and know, we're not going to be. Because you know, cause you know that Hoover and Roger Rabbit is good. So you, you know do. that two of those three pounds... Are is, safe. Yeah, it's going to be totally worth it. So that's the 13th of June. It's £3. It's at the Pavilion in Reading. Get involved. You can get your tickets at kaiju.fm slash live or over the bar at the Nags Head in Reading, which is opposite the venue. Yeah, I think people should do it. Hello and welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And you've gone back to your small hands. He's done it, ladies and gentlemen. I've got 33, hands. 33 full days of giant latex rubber hands. It's you can insane. go and check out his, his uh, journey uh, over on our Twitter, just, just bashing the hashtag 33 days of big hands, 33 the number. Um, and, what, and what a what and a, what a journey it's been. Oh, How do you feel? Uh, yeah, I feel good. Um, my hands have returned to a less prune-like state yeah and they smell a lot better the the uh patrons of the uh pub are very happy about it <laughs> i'm sure they are they, they cheered a lot when you yeah. took off that was it giant I, like, I, I, I think they cheered largely because they were happy to see the end <laughs> yeah, of I, the big hands yeah. rather than for the accomplishment uh, i think so because a lot of people were like why are you still wearing those hands and i was like i don't know uh so we're gonna have a bit of a debrief uh, at the end of the episode yeah. uh you wrote a list beforehand of yes. uh a load of tasks, big hand. uh and and whether you predicted they would be better or worse with the big hands yeah um so we're gonna open up that envelope and uh we're gonna we're gonna have a debrief after yeah. the episode's done so uh stay tuned for that after the uh it's after good. the mariachi band <laughs> plays us out <laughs> stay tuned for the debrief of 33 days of big hands but uh, right now let's get into some cartoons I think, uh, I think it's a good idea we've, we've got a good week ahead of us i am an eager beaver for this one is that a subtle hint at the name of the first episode it is the <laughs> first episode's got a character called eager beaver and it is the eager beaver all right well let's give it a go let's watch the eager beaver starring eager beaver from july 13th 1946 uh, let's get in amongst it. i am eager not beaver though i'm not a beaver <laughs> Okay, so this was sort of like a PSA, like from some sort of committee of beaver public relations. Yeah. uh, To try and show beavers in a really good light. And I think it did a reasonably good job. Well, no, I mean, at the start, they were all asleep. Like, it sounds like they're really trying to push for that busy as a beaver uh, thing to remain a phrase. But the beavers are fundamentally really lazy. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it could have been that they were just having a little siesta, but like, as soon as they were awake, they were busy. But by all accounts, they are the best engineers. Well, I mean... The guy definitely said that at the start. Ah, oh, beavers. The, 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 you know, yeah, nature's he, engineers. Yeah, but he also said that they were, you know, really hardworking and they were all asleep. Yeah, that is true. So, I can't trust anything that man says. No. It does sound like it was scripted on his behalf. He's just doing his job, man. Yeah, he's just reading it out, reading it as written. Um, yeah, it was quite an interesting episode, though, because it was, it was looking at the ingenuity of um, all these different beavers. They don't just go in with their, with their gnashing jaws and take down the trees, but they were trying to take down what seemed to be a whole forest. Yeah, I mean, they don't seem too concerned for the, you know, the planet. No, or the animals that were living in the trees either. So one I mean, tree got knocked down. He chopped that dog in half. Who he did to retrieve his bone. Yeah, but the, like the, the the bird nest that was in that tree that got chopped down, like the birds, well, the eggs fell from the nest, and as they were falling, they hatched, and inside, the bird, all the little chicks had parachutes on. Yeah, I do you think that's a precaution taken by the uh, stork. Uh, agency when, I, they, I, I when, they, when they pack babies into eggs yeah i suppose if you're sending them off to uh beaver rich areas maybe then... yeah maybe it's so it's like okay we've got we've got another bird here uh pop it in an egg oh where's it going oh colorado better give him a parachute yeah but i mean all the all the little chicks could talk when they came out as well so another thing is is because they were falling maybe they had their moments inside the egg and as we discussed when you were given oh when, like, like, like when you stress out, you get the tools to deal with that situation. Do we think they necessarily had to have their moment, though? Because obviously they've already uh, existed at the factory uh, that may or may not at the time of being run by Porky Pig and Daffy Duck. Well, it just depends how stressful that factory environment was. Yeah, we also don't really know how long they're just sort of milling about. Or how, there yeah, or how they conscious get they are. Shipped out. You know. But then we did decide that they get shipped out. To random families, if there's no one actively, yeah. So the, so they can't be hanging around for long. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But anyway, the uh, there's a particularly eager beaver. There is. Uh, he's not very good. I think he's called Jack. I heard somebody say, "Hey, Jack." I think he's called Eager Beaver. I think he is called Eager Beaver. Because that's what some... Postbox says. That is true. Somebody definitely called him Jack. Maybe it's Jack. Yeah, but I think that's just like you know, in the same vein as like what's up, Doc? It's yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, he's, hey, Jack. Like, like, yeah. Like, Bugs Bunny is literally not saying everybody's a doctor. Because Jack's just sort of common nickname-ish. Yeah. Like, it, ha- it, it, it like, is a right, thing. Or I met. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but Eager Beaver's not very good at chopping down trees. Uh, he's not. And he's getting in the way, and one of the lumberjack beavers gets annoyed and sends him up uh, a mountain to, to cut down this massive tree. Yeah. Basically just to get him out of the way. Uh, so he zips up there has a hard time trying to chop down the stream. Meanwhile, the beavers are building a dam and some sort of bird in a hat turns up and warns them in bird language of a flood. Like, yeah. it, it's I mean, he's obviously some sort of messenger bird, isn't he? Yeah, but my point is it's interesting that he turns up uh, and just makes bird noises. And they can understand it. Yeah, like this is the first time we've seen it necessary to like learn a language. Yeah, it, it it does seem odd that they don't all because like, we've assumed that they all speak the same language, like not necessarily English, but that they well, all speak the same language, just... and the portal is translating for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I think in this situation they they probably do do speak English there, 
I didn't I don't know how much I think the portal's doing, but I just think I just find it odd that this is the first time because it was definitely a bird with a job. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, a hat on and everything. Um, but he just made bird noises. It wasn't even like he turned up speaking Spanish or like no. a, a, lang- a language, it or was even just even he just had a dodgy accent. Yeah, or yeah, a dodgy, a dodgy accent that's clearly still just Mel Blanc. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He he spoke bird and it gave us subtitles. Yeah, oh, um, it did say English translation as well, so they obviously are all speaking yeah. English. So it's like. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting. I don't really know what to draw from that, but that's the first time we've had that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the be- beavers are building a dam, and they're trying to get it finished before the flood comes. Uh, the eager beaver tries TNT to blow up the tree. That doesn't work. No, it just kind of blows a bit of the mountain. Then off. he, it, we get a, a shot inside his head. Yeah. Of like pistons and stuff, and then a light bulb goes on, and he gets out of his pocket a little termite guy. Yeah. And he just puts that on the tree, and that gets the job yeah. done. So uh, that's another good example of an animal, you know, just having a job because it is that animal. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, does that because like it was a product? It was yeah. marketed as a product. Now, at what point does it stop being a acne product and start being a tiny acne slave? Uh, that's a good point. Because like, like like is this term is it his job or has he just been packed into this box? He's in a little box. Out? Yeah, we don't know what the furnishings of the box were like. It might have been fine. It might have been nice in there. Yeah, but I just I just thought uh, that it might d- be it, iffy. Yeah, it does it, it does seem a bit odd because I mean like you 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 wouldn't say that like the goldfish in a bowl in your house has a job. No, it's not your slave, but it's definitely not got a job, has it? No. But this one has a job, but he's just been sold once in a box. Yeah, I'm thinking slave. Yeah, so <laughs> it's definitely it's... feeling like slave. <laughs> yeah, like I say, that was a that was a, a horrible thought I had. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, we saw inside Eager Beaver's head, and he's some sort of automaton. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's. he's a, but that would help explain later on how he manages to carry this tree yeah so uh the beavers are all using like cranes or like loads of them carrying a log uh to put it as part of the dam uh and there's this foreman sort of trying to get the last tree in place uh and the flood follows eager beaver down the canyon yeah he's just carrying this massive tree huge tree which is you know pretty much named as the biggest tree uh and he's just carrying it uh, and in the end, he gets uh, hurled into the air by the, uh, like, it, the, the tree opens like a parachute, like yeah. a co- well, like a cocktail umbrella. Yeah. And he can sort of sail up, and then it folds up, and he lands in the perfect spot just in time to stop yeah. the dam. Just to finish And then the everyone's dam. like, yeah, eager beaver, and they carry him away. Yeah. And then the foreman gives the last few directions to the crane, and then has the log just drop on him. So he just suicides himself. And I think w- we know why. Yeah. Because he, he's just lost his job he's to Eager Beaver. He's going to because we know the way this works. Yeah. He's lost his job to Eager Beaver. Because Eager Beaver out-damned him. Yeah, but Eager Beaver's a robot. Yeah, I know. This is automation. Yeah, machines taking are taking jobs, over. And, like, it's taking, a, it's taking a toll on the, you know, on the mental health of at least that foreman beaver. Yeah. Because well, he, he just didn't, like, because it wasn't even like, oh, goodbye, crew world. It yeah, was just it like, like yep, yeah, bring it in, bring it in, and go. <laughs> Boomf. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and that was the end of the episode, so that was harrowing. Yeah. Yet another episode culminating in a suicide. Uh, it's It seems very commonplace in the Tooniverse, and it is it is striking that the, the, the machines are 
starting to kind of or automation is starting to kind of come in and take over jobs yeah but and it's, it's really strange because it's like they might seem like a happy-go-lucky like wacky bunch but they take their lives very they, seriously they, t- they take this like they take these things hard yeah like it, it happens a lot i mean this must be you didn't even like, say his eye twitch or anything yeah. there wasn't like a oh god i'm no. gonna have to do this no, he just it was just like okay then, yep, just resign himself to it. Like yeah. much like you know that now I've seen everything suicides, or mind you, I suppose if you know you've got some unfinished business, you know you're probably going to come back as a ghost and you could just get. But a do they know job. that? I don't know. Like, do but the t- living tunes know about the the ghost system? Well, like like they must have met ghosts because I don't ghost think they is all, a job. Yeah, but I don't think they all have met ghosts. No. But the thing is, like, 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 it must be... I think that's got to still be like it is. Some people say they've seen a ghost. Yeah. And and then you go... It's not be silly. Yeah. It's not a job. It's like... <laughs> ghost's ghost, not a job. Yeah, ghost, ghost's not a job, obviously. So, you yeah. It's, a real job. It's interesting. Because I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Like, I don't think it's common knowledge. Right. That, like, as long as you've got some unfinished business, you can just crack on as a ghost. Yeah. But it well. might be. I just, I just, I hadn't seen it that way. No, um, no. But this, was... this must be the sixth or seventh episode that culminates in a suicide. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like a it's... lot more than I remember as a kid. Yeah. It's, like, it's I, I, like, as, as a kid, like when I, we used to watch the cartoons, suicide was never a prominent thing that stood out. Yeah. I never went, oh, there's a lot of suicide in them. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of suicide in them. Yeah, it's iffy. Yeah. Shall we move on to a cartoon starring character that we know full well isn't uh, going to commit suicide? It's always a relaxing moment when I see his name. <laughs> and, and that's I don't know if that says more about <laughs> about you, but it's a Daffy Duck number. Yeah. Uh, so we're moving on to The Great Piggy Bank Robbery. Uh, it's a Daffy number from July 20th, 1946. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's not our piggy bank. I hope it's not. We've just started to get some money in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I was like... Oh. That's that's gonna that's gonna be annoying. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think we can trust Daffy. Let's let's ch- let's check. Okay. Okay, how do you want to approach this one? Because it's another dream-heavy <laughs> one. Uh, well, this is it. Goes a long way to show the mind of Daffy Duck and why he is just so mental. Why would you say that is? Well, it, it starts with him waiting for a comic, right, yeah. to be delivered by the postman, and a comic in which he feels the need to hide behind his post box till it is delivered, and then run and keep it secret for some bizarre reason. But his eyes. Oh, the, the way they move around that post <laughs> yeah, yeah, is amazing. Because you were saying something and then you just stopped mid-sentence because those eyes just sort of melted <laughs> around that pillar. And you're like, oh! <laughs> it was amazing. But uh, Daffy runs all the way back to uh, his farm, a farm he's subletting a room in. I don't know, but he's, yeah, he's, know. he's at a farm and he's reading the comic. And what is interesting is Daffy Vision, he seems to have the ability to, I don't know, read an entire book just by opening some pages and then can view the whole thing no but i think he was just reading the end of the dick tracy story on those pages 
So well, I don't I think, think it was you, entirely you, Dick Tracy. You don't think comic. it was a Dick, ta- Dick, Dick Tracy comic? I think it was a, a comic that has like lots of ongoing stories, and yeah. he was looking for the Dick Tracy one. Well, I mean, he, like either way, he ends up knocked out, and uh, by, by punching himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so he's pretending to be Dick Tracy. He's like, oh, I wish I could be Dick Tracy. Throws a punch, swings around, hits himself in the face, and at that point. We're in dream mode. Yeah. So how much detail do you want to go into on dream world? Because I don't think it's going to be very useful. I don't think it's very useful, but just like some of the things that go on in that world is what I assume. That's how Daffy must see the real the world. real world. Because it, also, it goes to explain why he's so mental. So let's not go through the whole story of it. No. But let's go through the touch points. So one thing I found interesting was that uh, when Daffy is in the dream mode and he's Dick Tracy. Yeah, he's still just an absolute goofball. He yes. doesn't aspire to any of Dick Tracy's qualities. No, he wants to be Daffy Duck. Yeah, with, as with a Duck Tracy. Like, yeah, um, Porky was in there. He was a bus driver. Yeah, I don't know if it but, was Porky or because I think it's. But then it like to dream. Yeah, but that's it. I think he. That's how he kind of sees Porky. Porky is at the moment so insignificant to him that he's just, <laughs> he's just a just bus person. driver. In his dream. He's just that person who's always there doing yeah. something. Yeah. But the, the, then a lot of the bad guys, a lot of the Dick Tracy bad guys that are in there are just insane. Yeah, like, like but I wonder, like... I wonder if they have touchstones in the real world and Daffy's just massively misunderstood something. Or maybe they Possibly. Like, yeah, they're either things he's taken issue with, yeah. made manifest into villains, or there are villains' nicknames... Yeah, and he's and, taking them very literally. Yes, yeah. Because there's one that's like a pumpkin-headed thing with machine guns for arms. Yeah, there's Neon Noodle. Who's yeah, who's just, just a he's, he's some just sort a of neon like side ne- man. Yeah, but it's just there's no substance to him. He's just literally some neon lights. Yeah, there was some sort of rock golem. There was uh, no, he was a pickle. Oh, he's a pi- he was a giant pickle. Yeah, he was a, he was a, he was a giant gherkin. Uh, like that. The one was snake eyes. Snake eyes just had dice for eyes. Yeah, there was like, Wolf Man who was just a wolf. Does what it says on the tin. There was yeah. Pussy Cat. Yeah, does what it says just on the tin. Just a cat. Uh, there was a, a Rubber razor. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Rubber uh, Head. Who had just... like a pencil eraser head and came up to Daffy and went, Rubbed I'm going to rub you out. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And boy, howdy, did he rub him out. Yeah. But like ultimately, like their insights into the mind of Daffy, but ultimately... It's a dream, and it's not going to have much effect so, on the world. D- like, uh, so the 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 case that uh, Duck Twacy is trying to solve is all the uh, piggy banks going missing. Yeah, and eventually he finds out that his piggy bank is missing, and then he goes and fights all these bad guys to find them. Yeah, like, do you think that that is some sort of like that's where his sanity is stored, like in those piggy banks, and it's been stolen by all of these array of bad guys, and this is him. You know, trying to actually find his sanity. So you think you think the, the piggy banks are, are an allegory for you know the because it was everyone else's piggy banks being yeah. stolen. Don't forget. Well, yeah, but but they were everybody else who was in his brain. Yeah, that's true. He was just getting loads of phone calls. Maybe going, they're just lots bank. of facets of his brain. Yeah, and and he was like, I don't care about your piggy bank. I'm, I'm, I can't take small cases. Can't. Take, and he's realizing that as the the one he the, keeps in the safe in his office is his like. That's the last it, bastion that, of his sanity. That's like the la- the last thing that the last realisation that actually he's gone insane. Yeah. And once that's stolen, he realises and he's going, we've got to sort yeah. this out. So he has to go get it. Because he does just go and get his. Yeah, he's not bothered about he the others. He leaves all the others. Yeah, and, and I think there's like, there's bits of his sanity stored in all of those piggy banks. 
And he just doesn't care. All these people ringing up, he doesn't care. He's he like, just wants care. the blissful ignorance in that piggy bank. Yeah. Uh, and then he's hugging the piggy bank and kissing it, and then it cuts back to real life, and he's kissing a real pig on the farm. Yeah. And then they both do the daffy laugh, and he runs off, and then she goes, oh, I love that duck. Yeah. So he's he's not on Porky's farm, because there's a pig on it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like in a farmyard. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope it, I hope he's not on Porky's farm, because there's a pig there, like, in the farm. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping it's not um, um, farm. I, Yeah, I, I don't think it is, because... It, because the post box was for Daffy Duck. But what he's but, doing on a farm again, I don't know. But it's it's hard. His 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 life is hard. He's having a hard time. But he couldn't get his job back at the studio. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, like, the thing is that we don't we don't know whether or not that's where he lives or not because he ran a long way from his post box to the farm. That's true. So he could have ran from his house to just go. I'm going to go read this on the farm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I really don't think this one's going to be very helpful, and no. I think we should probably just move swiftly think, on. It was good. I enjoyed it, but yeah, it's I, I, not I, I that, but, but I love Daffy episodes. But moving on, moving on. What we got, Cal? What we got? We, we've got Walkie Talkie Hawkey with Foghorn Leghorn. And Henry. And Henry. And, and Barnyard, Barnyard Dog. dog. Uh, Foghorn we've Leghorn. We've been looking forward to Foghorn Leghorn. That's, that's why Cal was an eager beaver for this episode. Ah, foghorn leghorn. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, let's watch Walkie Talkie Hawkey. It's a foghorn leghorn Henry and Barnyard Dog number from August 31st, 1946. He knew what a chicken was before. He did. So and now, why, why is now he, he so doesn't know confused. what a chicken is. Oh, but I mean, that isn't actually that surprising because well, because we have come across this multiple times where, you know, cartoons just can't tell animals apart at all. Yeah. And also, like, I think he was sort of blinded by being told, like, previously he had a hankering for chicken. Yeah. His mother was, was trying, trying to feed him, him a worm. worm. Yeah. This time, uh, his dad had had told him that he's a chicken hawk and he eats chicken. Yes. Um, now, throughout the episode, Henry displays some pretty incredible feats of strength. Oh, he's a, he's now, a I strong think little chicken. Not little chick. He, yeah, I, chicken I reckon hawk. he only has though that, like, might when he thinks he's getting a chicken out of it. Right, okay. So, like, I think, like, it sends him into a sort of, almost a sort of, like, berserker rage. Yeah, and he's like, chicken. Like when someone goes, you're a chicken hawk, and he goes, she goes, chicken! Yeah. And he just goes. And he's and like, And at that point, he can't really, like sometimes he can't really control what he's doing. He's, he's, in, a ha- he's in a daze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can see that, because the things that he, he, he does... Whereas I think previously, maybe he hadn't developed that yet. He was quite strong, but that chicken was much smaller in the previous episode. He, yeah, he was uh, quite talking, strong. Sorry, about, there was a previous episode with Henry Hawk called... Squawk and Hawk? Squawk and Hawk. But, like, that was years ago. 1942. Yeah. Um, so we have seen Henry before. But, yeah. Uh, so, like, this was... I mean, this is, like, four years later. Yeah. He hasn't really grown. Uh, but this time he's dealing with, A, a pretty big chicken, but, B, he doesn't seem to know it's a chicken. That pretty no. big chicken, namely, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. I mean, maybe Foghorn Leghorn is a master of disguise uh, by just going, I'm a horse. And people just go, nope, fair cop. To be fair, he did the noises. He galloped around. He did a very good horse impression. Like to be fair to Foghorn Leghorn, that was it, good. He was nailing it. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know Foghorn Leghorn, as you know, standard, 
is just a great character. Really sort of We also know the folk called Leghorn. We don't know yet like what sort of abilities he's going to manifest, but we know he's one of the like full on pantheon of Loon 2 yes, characters. Yeah, yeah. We know he's got we know eventually he's assembled into some sort of super team to play basketball against some aliens. Yeah. So there has to be a reason. So I imagine he's a pretty powerful toon. Maybe he is a master of disguise. We just don't know. But I mean, the thing is, like, like this does say here, first appearance uh, of Foghorn Leghorn. Maybe it's not. Maybe we've seen Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn before. Well, but you know, nobody but knows it was Foghorn Leghorn. If you don't know it's Foghorn Leghorn, is yeah. it really an appearance of Foghorn Leghorn? Exactly. No, it's not. <laughs> so there we go. So, you know, like, like maybe he is a master of disguise. And that, like that's just how he's pulling the wool over little Henry's face. Yeah, so basically Henry goes to go and get himself a chicken. Uh, Foghorn Leghorn says that he's a horse, and then he points out Barnyard Dog as a chicken. Yeah. The episode largely revolves around Foghorn Leghorn helping Henry plan to get the chicken, which is clearly a dog. Yeah. Uh, they go through various japes. Uh, and then when Henry seemingly has got the dog, caught him, yeah. The dog's like, what do you want from me, man? Why are you doing these things? And he goes, because you're a chicken and I'm a chicken hawk. And uh, he goes, oh, man, I'm not a chicken. That's a chicken. And uh, at that point, Henry turns on Foghorn Leghorn, who yeah. has been tormenting this dog, like, for as long as we... Yeah, but I mean, the dog started, though. Foghorn Leghorn was just sat there quite happily. Oh, yeah. And, I then, think and, been... and then the dog just came along and whacked a watermelon on his head. <laughs> yeah, I think... For no reason. Well, I think it's... He said it's the same thing every day, though, so I think it's a back and forth. Yeah, I, I, I think they're actually buddies. But, uh, well, yeah, like, so he stands just outside of the, like, the range of the dog's leash most yeah. of the time, so the dog can't get him. Uh, but Henry uh, unscrews the thing the le- leash is attached to, and uh, they get into a tussle. The tussle takes them into the barn. A horse kicks them out. They shake hands. They go in there, get into a tussle with a horse. Yeah. Henry goes in. There's a big tussle. And then Henry drags the horse, the dog, and Falkhorn Leghorn out, like, on a rope. Yeah. Uh, says, one of these things is a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> he still doesn't know. It. And then he just presumably drags them back to his house, or tries. Yeah. Um, and that's where the episode ends. So we don't know the fate. Well, we don't know the fate of those animals. I mean... The horse never got named, so I'm, I'm, presuming this ta- I'm presuming this time he settled on the horse being yeah. a chicken, yeah. um, uh, leaving Barnyard Dog and Foghorn Leghorn to, to carry on to bash watermelons over each other's heads. What What I did find interesting was um, the the leash that was on Barnyard Dog was stopping him from getting to Foghorn Leghorn. On a regular basis, it was basically choking him. Like he'd run and he would just stop, yeah. like he was attached to some sort of rock. Yeah. Now he could pick up his own house. He could pick up Did and he... move his own house. Henry picked up his house, didn't he? Henry picked up his house while uh, Barnyard Dog was in it. Then Barnyard Dog Yog got out of the house, walked alongside, picked up the house. Did you say Barnyard Yog? Maybe I did. <laughs> we'll have to rewind it and find out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so he picks up the house, and there's Henry. Walking along underneath our couch. So Barnyard Dog is carrying the house. But as soon as he puts it down, that's it. It's like it's the heaviest thing in the world. And Vel- he can't Velcro. move it. Yeah, I'd, stuck. It's just stuck down now. I, I, I don't the know whether... Hawk can rip it off the ground. Yeah, I'm, but... I'm thinking that it's that um, the dog can't lift it. If it's already been lifted, he can carry it. But he literally can't move it. So it's like an anchor point for his world. Right. Because I think we see quite a lot, like, 
because quite a lot of the uh, physics of the Toon world seem to revolve around uh, what people identify things as. You know, like... Yeah. I mean, it's similar to the gravity rules, right? But, like, in, in this situation, it's like, Henry seems really strong as long as he thinks the chicken's involved. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, and that's maybe, why he could like, pick up Barnyard Dog. When it's, when it's not on the ground, it's like, it's just an object. But when it's on the ground, it's that's my house. I can't yeah, pick yeah. up my house. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. I can't pick up a house. Yeah. So that's it. I, I, think, I think it's a perceived effort. Yeah, so I think he probably physically could. Yeah, but, but because it's he, his house. Yeah, he just has, there's a mental barrier. Yeah. No, that that, that 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 makes sense. Yeah, um, I don't know how much this particularly feeds into the Tooniverse, uh, but then every time we get new characters, it's pretty much it's entertaining, but it takes a while for them to sort of weave in. And yeah, and, well, and, it, 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 especially with such a uh, such a big character like this, because uh, it's trying to find out right which powers do they have already, like what's going to manifest, and how how is that going to fit in? Because they're all different. Like, all all their powers are largely different it's like okay so where's that come from and why and the only crossover is henry hawk with characters we've had before and he doesn't occur very often no and but but he will start to but i think it's a a lot of those things that until until a new character interacts with an established part of the world or a uh, or a character that we've we've delved into quite in depth yeah uh, it becomes iffy because that's why we started in 1937 uh, with with the, two with two with main the, characters the first crossover. time Porky yeah. and Daffy were there because otherwise it's just like it's just going to be Porky Pig doing his thing. Yeah, we need we need that crossover to really get to the root of these relationships. Well, that's it because because otherwise they're just kind of they they almost feel like standalone sort of bit. It, it, it's kind of like just reading a Spider-Man comic. Yeah, it's almost like they're not meant to be a cohesive cinematic universe. Which is ridiculous, because they quite obviously are. Quite like, obviously, I mean, absolutely. O- otherwise, how on earth could we have had so much material to work with? Exactly. So many of these episodes would have made no sense exactly. without the, and the rich context built by, you know, what what is now nine years yeah. of... Uh, of of good, and, world, and, of good and, world building. Yeah, and it weaves together seamlessly. Absolutely. Okay, so before we move on, uh, luckily Daffy got all those piggybacks back, back in a dream. Yeah. And uh, we can go and have a look in ours. I think it's a good idea. Okay, so uh, we make the Space Jam Continuum for free. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. Without relent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're going to keep doing that. All the time. But uh, there's a lot of upkeep, uh, you know, needs doing, and it, it doesn't cost a lot, but uh, any support that uh, you can give us would be very much appreciated. Uh, if you can't afford to do it, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Please consider coming to the live show if you're in the Reading area. The live show is a great way to help us out. Uh, we are restructuring the Patreon at the moment, but uh, it will still be the same account. So if you do want to support us there, you can go over to support us at Kaiju. Uh, but uh, yeah, currently we're reworking all the, uh, yeah, the pledge the, levels and things. So the, the, the best way to help us at the moment is reviews on iTunes. So we we know a lot of people listen through the apple store um or whatever it is the, the the podcast bit for apple and reviews on there really really make a big difference because as soon as we get enough reviews we become uh, ranked and noticed and apple then push it on people which gets more people listening which yeah, is good it's great 
uh, helps our visibility a lot. But yeah, otherwise, just uh, tell people about it. Yeah. And also, whatever uh, podcast network you listen on, uh, if it has a review or rating function, please, uh, yeah, please use it. Just do that. Because uh, it really helps us out a lot. Um, uh, yeah, otherwise, we're doing the live show on the 13th. Yeah. Uh, it's £3. We're doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We're going to weave that into the Tooniverse, and then you can uh, be part of the show. We're going to do a live show afterwards, and you can... Uh, Give us all your theories and queries, or yeah. just tell us we're stupid. You can, you, those like are you can, all options. I know, like, like you can sit in a seat in the pavilion in Reading after having watched the show, and then just call us idiots directly to our faces. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like it if the whole show wasn't just everybody taking it in turn to call us an idiot. Yeah, like you know, we, we'd like some sort of back and forth. Yeah, but, but <laughs> that's an option. Yeah, we we can't, don't guarantee we won't fight back. No, um, but uh, yeah, so come to that. It's on the thirteenth of June. It's three pounds. Uh, it's starting at seven p.m. at the Pavilion in Reading, uh, and then join us for the show and a beer after at the Nags Head. Yeah, uh, tickets We're- are available at kaiju.fm/live or over the bar at the Nags Head, which yeah, is directly which is opposite the where menu. we're going to be having a beer. Exactly. So that's good. So join us for that. Um, uh, our promo uh, this week is for Millie role players who have just started a new uh, series. Um, it's their fourth uh, adventure now. It's a live play podcast uh, with a bunch of uh, actors and theatre types uh, from London. Uh, they've done, their last season was great. Yeah, it yeah, was very a entertaining. Wild West adventure. Uh, this one's a heist adventure, and the first episode is pretty damn good. So I'm yeah. pretty hyped for the rest of it. So uh, yeah, search on uh, whatever podcast uh, app you use uh, for merely role players, and uh, go and check it out because it's a really entertaining show. I think they're going to talk about it in a second, aren't they? No, I've talked about it already. Oh, you're not going to bang the advert in? I could bang the advert in if you want. Yeah, I think you should. We'll see what I do. All right. If the next thing you hear is an advert for any <laughs> role players, he banged I, it I, in. Ba- I banged <laughs> it in. If the next thing you hear is some piano music, I didn't. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Back with bugs. Yeah, here we are with more cartoons with bugs in them. It's called Racketeer Rabbit. It sounds like he's in his element because last time we saw bugs, he was actually, you know, in at least vague peril. He was. He was, run- he was running away from Cosmo, wasn't he? Like he had it under control, but like he was definitely not the uh, the pranker in that situation. He was the pranky. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he held his own, but he was definitely out of his element for a little while. Yeah, so... Uh, the next one's called Racketeer Rabbit. Uh, the thumbnail uh, of the uh, video we're watching yeah. has... Uh, it looks like the scientist is in it's, there. Yeah, it's like the scientist who who, who uh, got one over on him or tried to get one over on him last episode. So maybe he's taking some revenge. Um, let's find out. Let's watch uh, Racketeer Rabbit uh, from the uh, 14th of September, 1946. Yeah, let's do that. Every time we come up with a theory, yeah, it's, it's just like it's just like, yes, that is what's happening. Yeah, so, so yeah, go for it. Uh, right, I the way I think this is is Bugs is on holiday. He's booked himself into a hotel, and he's come back to the wrong time. I think, and the hotel that he's booked himself into is now closed down, boarded up. But he doesn't care. He walks in, pulls out a giant corkscrew, drills a hole in the floor, yep. and then to get access to the soil, 
and then just descends down into I'm guessing his house. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it basically... It seems odd that he's checked himself into a hotel just so he can go and spend time in his house. Yeah, but, but I think it must have been for some of the other amenities of the hotel. Yeah. Because his, ha- his house, we saw it, in, like, in cross-section. It's very yes. modest. It's pretty much just, like, a bedroom. Yeah. He, do- he doesn't seem to have, like, bathroom or kitchen yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, because he just like pops that. out. Yeah, because, because, ha- why, because why would you need any of that stuff if you can just travel anywhere? Well, that's true, yeah. Right. But, uh, so, yeah, he's a... Uh, He's booked himself into a hotel for a nice getaway. Yeah. It's run down, like, deserted. Well, well that, that, I think he's booked himself into it, and then he's come back in time or forward in time to the wrong the wrong date, the wrong ah. booking, and he's just turned up, and it's now dilapidated. Like, he's, he's turned up, like, you know, a year late. Yeah, or, yeah. And or, he's just he's just more. whiffed it. Like, he's just, he's just, he's like, ah, oh. oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, maybe he had a standing reservation at the hotel like every year. Yeah, and he just did, uh, he just, just come back. And yeah, it's he just like, didn't keep up on it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then we get uh, two mobs kind of pull up, and there's a shootout. Yeah, um, between between the gangsters, one team loses, the other team wins, and then they, you know. Divvy. Oh no! Oh, maybe, maybe it was cops and robbers because yeah, they did divvy, because robbers. they did divvy up. I mean, there's essentially two gangs, um, <laughs> and then th- th- then they ended up, you know, divvying up the money. And Bugs took a lot of it. Yeah, Bugs uh, <laughs> with his selection of disguises just sort of flitted around the table, changing hats and going, "What about me, boss? Hey, what about me, boss? What about me, boss?" Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> getting given a dollar each time. He ran out of viable uh, gangster outfits after yeah. a while. He definitely uh, had a Native American headdress yes. at one point <laughs> yeah. that seemed fine like he was yeah. given the money he scoots off with the money uh but uh they they cotton on pretty quick yeah and, rocky uh, wasn't happy about start it. holding him at gunpoint bugs won't tell him where he's put the money no uh so one of the gangsters is sent to take bugs for a ride yeah that's uh yeah hugo 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 gets tasked and that's the one that we thought looked like the um scientist the scientist the yeah so he look like he's he's got to be related yeah cousin yeah, cousin, probably closer than that though. Ah, brother, Bro- brother. Yeah. yeah, like it's very similar. But Bugs seemed to know it wasn't the scientist because he didn't seem to have any direct ill will. Although, when he gets sent to take him for a ride, uh, they go off in the car. They're clearly meant to be offing Bugs. Yeah. Uh, and then Bugs just return. The next we see Bugs just returns to the hotel. Yeah. And goes, he won't be bothering us no more. Oh. And it's like so, but very cold. Very like he, yeah. Like he just go okay. Well, I'm just gonna have to kill this dude. Like yeah, very very calculated. But I mean, the thing is, is he knows the outcome. Yeah, he know he knows the consequences of killing. Yeah, it's a bit and and and, and doesn't give a shit about them. Yeah, he's just uh, like, well, this isn't gonna matter that much. Bang. Yeah, so he he offs Hugo, and then the rest of the episode is like, well, the guy wants to off bugs for doing that. Yes, but the cops are at the door. Yeah. Uh, and he says, oh, don't let the cops get me. So Bugs uh, forms an elaborate ruse where he puts him in a chest yeah. and like acts out a whole scene where the cops come in. And proper acted out. Like, he jumps in and out of uniform. Yeah, yeah. Even He's though great. even though the gangster's in a chest. And cannot see. And cannot see. He's still doing, doing like changing his outfits and stuff. And he acts it out. Um, and in the end, uh, the gangster's like, just, please just take me away. I don't want to be there with that insane rabbit yeah yeah because he, he gets out of the chest after having bugs go here hold my watch and it's a bomb with a you know a timer on it and 
he jumps out the chest. He goes, "Oh, like, like, where'd the cops go?" And Bugs like, "Oh, they're 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 out there. They're they're heading back." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay." He jumps out the window and goes, "I'll oh, get me away from this crazy rabbit." Yeah. So that's that's Bugs's first run in with the with the mob directly. I think. Yeah. Um, because there are some mobster characters later on with Bugs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah gets- uh, uh, and and called Rocky as well. Like, like um, the so the, the the ones I remember is like the real short um gangster with like the big hat yeah, and then and then him. there's the really big gangster who's his like little henchman yeah i don't remember um, that but i think i just thought of him as a henchman but yeah the like the little guy is called rocky so you know he meets another gangster called rocky okay but you know possibly that rocky's maybe son. trying to find this one yeah possibly but uh yeah i mean i don't know there wasn't a lot to take away from it. What, like, like, like my main takeaway from this was the confirmation of the bugs needs access to soil, and he is now carrying around, or that bugs, yeah, is carrying around a drill. So past a certain point, bugs realizes that people have cottoned on to but, his. Well, I mean, last episode, um, or the last episode he was in, where he was against, uh, where he met Gosma, he was trapped in the castle because there was stone everywhere. If only he'd had the drill. Yeah, and interestingly, and got out. And interestingly, he, he was trapped in that castle, uh, like, and as you pointed out, there were no plants anywhere. Yeah. There was nothing, and it was in a run-in with a very similar-looking guy this time. Yeah, that he was like, "I'm going to be prepared." So, like, I'm not entirely convinced that like Bugs was surprised when the gangsters showed up. No, possibly not. And I'm also wondering if Bugs has made an error and does think that that little. Guy was the guy was the was the guy who tried to offer him, and he's gone. Possibly, he's like, I'll wait for him at that hotel. Yeah, I'll do him in then. I'll, I'll do him in. I don't know. Maybe I mean, like if we see that scientist again, and we see Bugs with another run, and he might realize his mistake. Yeah, and we haven't seen Bugs kill for like revenge yet. No. What if this was before the scientist? And the he was reason to the scientist Gosma tried to catch Bugs is because he killed his brother. Oh. Yeah, that is possible. Ooh. That is very possible. So it was the revenge on the part of the scientists, yeah. not on the behalf of Bugs. Yeah, strange. And he that- went, and he, and he went for an earlier Bugs as well, because because the, the Bugs in the Gosma cartoon didn't have the drill. But he would, he wouldn't know. No, he wouldn't. He's he just like, there's that rabbit. Yeah, finally. Yeah, I'm gonna get, get you. Interesting. So yeah, I think because because I because I was thinking like I've never seen Bugs kill for revenge before. No. And but in this situation, I guess it was just get out of being killed. Yeah, I mean, like he, he could have got out of it in many other ways, but I think uh, I think because because he, he can see the consequences, he 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 knows that like certain people, it doesn't matter if he kills them. But or not. also, if the scientist post this episode uh, killed an earlier bugs, yeah, to get revenge for his brother, mm. bugs who killed the gangster never sees the consequences of his actions. Oh, God. So he's just going to be like, oh, it's fine. Oh, God. Oh, we need some sort of diagram. Because it's just earlier on, he was, someone tried to capture him. Yeah. And then he did a thing that to him is unconnected. It's going to, it's going to, be confused. We, we need a, we need a timelines diagram. We do. Bugs. We do. It'll be basically, I think, uh, a scribble. Yeah. Just that, a sort that, of scribble. That, I think it's largely just going to be a scribble. Yeah. Because there's bugs. Everywhere. There he is. Uh, by the way, I'm waving my arm about wildly. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's, it's great radio, mate. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, re- I'm really good at this radio bit. I just acted all out. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to leave it there this week uh, because the next one uh, just has a cameo uh, from a. 
character in. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a bit of a down to the end on. Uh, so I think we'll start up next week with that one. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Um, so, uh, yeah, please get tickets for the live show. Yep. Uh, it's it's fast approaching. It'll be a really fun evening. Yeah, that's, three weeks. Uh, kaiju.fm slash live, and that's on the 13th of June. So please do that. Otherwise, uh, we'll uh, catch you next week. Yeah, we will. And uh, bye. bye. Okay, so for those of you who have been uh, following uh, our Twitter feed over the past month or so, uh, Cal has been wearing giant latex hands for 33 days for no adequately explored reason. Uh, but uh, he made a list of things that he thought were maybe better or worse with the big hands. Uh, and uh, we're just going to have a bit of a debrief now. Uh, if you want to see any of these experiments in action, uh, do just uh, check out the hashtag 33 days of big hands. But uh, this is a list, Cal, that you made before uh, doing the experiment. Uh, and you've written here whether you think it was going to be better or worse. I just want you to, you know, go into some, uh, see see if you're right, basically, okay, about okay. each of these things. Sounds good. So uh, first up, you've put waving and you've put better. Better. You're much better? Yep. Uh, you've put fist bumps. Here you've put better. Definitely better. Uh, f- giving the thumbs up. You've put you've put better here. It was much better because my thumb was much larger. Yeah. Uh, shaking hands, you've put better. Definitely better, yeah, because people were just enamoured by the giant hands. Uh, podcasting, you've put better. Worse. Worse. Yeah, yeah, it was worse. It was uh, just awkward. Moving my mic around. Uh, writing, you put better here? The same. The it was, same. It was pretty much the same as my normal writing. Because you're not writing, that good at it anyway. It's shocking. Uh, painting, you've put, you've put much better here. Worse. Worse. I, I mean, finger painting was easier, but any brush painting, much harder. Uh, typing, you've put obviously better Obviously worse. Definitely worse. Okay. Uh, wrestling, you've put better, and you've put you've underlined it, and you've put an exclamation mark and a smiley face. Uh, it was better. Uh, boxing, the sport. Worse. Boxing items, like putting items into boxes, you've put better. Worse. Uh, playing video games, you've put better. It was worse. It was definitely worse. Uh, playing guitar, you've put... Can't get much worse. Uh, and it didn't. So... Would you say it was better? I'd say it was around about the same. Uh, operating a till. Worse. worse. Much worse. Because you put better here. Yeah, it was it was much worse. Uh, operating heavy plant. Mm, worse, definitely worse. Because you put better again here. But uh, I was very confident, in the, though. In the margin, you've written big plant, big hands. Yeah, I, I thought uh, it would help, but it didn't. Uh, pouring pints. Better, you've put here. Uh, it was better, actually. Uh, running, you've put better. Worse. Much worse, sweaty. Climbing, you've put better again. It was worse. Uh, whaling. Uh, that was that was uh, better, actually. Yeah, you've put better it, here. Yeah, able to hold the harpoons better, you see. Yeah. Uh, chess, you've put better. Worse, kept knocking the pieces over. Uh, brewing, you've put better. Uh, it was better because I didn't burn my hands as much. Uh, buttering toast, you've put butter. Uh, I meant to put better, but it was worse. Okay. Drinking tea, you've put better here. Uh, drinking tea is awesome, so better, yeah. Okay. Do you remember what you put for avoiding rot? Uh, I think I put better. It you was did, worse. You did put better. It, it was, was worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely got finger rot. Uh, you put dispensing pharmaceuticals here. Uh, it was better, actually. I'm surprised you got any data on that at all. Yeah. Uh, put it, better it, here, it is, though, it is so alarming. That, that but, lines up. Yeah. Then you clearly got into a bit of a violent 
mode here. Sword fighting, you've put better. Worse. Uh, knife fighting, you've put better. Much worse. Uh, gun fighting, you've put better. That was definitely worse. Uh, fire fighting, you've put better. That was better. Protects you from the fire. Yeah. No, no problem with like melty. No, 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 no. It was perfectly fine. Uh, no problem. You've put after fire fighting, uh, wooing the ladies, and you've put better. Uh, it was worse. <laughs> it was worse. <laughs> it was worse. Yeah. Uh, I, I did think that was a strange guess on your part. I, I just assumed it would be better because you know, you know what they say about men with big hands. They've got small, sweaty hands inside the latex gloves. Okay. Uh, you've put increasing podcast listenership, so it's good to know that you got back to back to business after the wooing yeah. the ladies. You've put better. Um, I think it's better looking at the numbers. It appears to be better. Okay. Uh, then you sort of get into a lot of like very basic things. Breathing, you put better. It was harder. Uh, blinking, better. Worse. Just seeing in general, better. Worse. Uh, skiing. Uh, considerably worse, actually.